In the late 1960s, a mysterious killer tormented Northern California. He was able to elude the police at every turn and would send coded messages to newspapers as hints to who he was and where he would strike next. He marked everything he did with his symbol, a circle with a cross inside it, that became synonymous with the case. Although the case had been unsolved for decades, a recent breakthrough had led to had, has led to a presumed identification of the killer. This is the story of the Zodiac Killer. Welcome to What Happened. This is the podcast where we explore some of the most baffling stories of true crime known to man. I'm Carter. I'm Finn. And I'm Freddie. Let's start from the beginning. From around 1968 to 1969, the Zodiac Killer killed at least five people, although he claimed to kill 37 in one of his letters. His taunting and threatening letters sent to newspapers were sent from 1969 to 1974, but abruptly stopped coming after that. So, little is known about this figure, but a possible identification was br- was recently brought to light. Today we'll dive into one of the most secretive and violent murder cases in American history. Before we hop into it, a word from our sponsor, once again, The Other Apple. focus on three things. Making as much money as possible, stealing souls, and invading your privacy. And we incorporated that in our new product, the iPhone Super XL 2000 Pro, with 72 different cameras. And we made the creative design choice to remove the battery. The battery will now be sold separately at your nearest Apple store. You may be wondering how you charge these new batteries. You can find it at your nearest Walmart for only $4.99 and $70 for tax. The new iPhone today and its 72 accessories. Oh yeah, and we almost forgot. The hard drive is also sold separately. So So buy buy the the new iPhone iPhone today. today. Apple is not responsible for any brand. In 1968, 17-year-old David Arthur Faraday and 16-year-old Betty Lou Jensen were found dead on Lake Herman Road in Northern California. It was the couple's first date, with them stopping at a friend's house and a local restaurant before heading to Lake Herman. Faraday had been shot in the head next to the car, while Jensen had been shot five times in the back as she tried to flee. Her body was found 28 feet away from the car. Six and a half months later, on July 4, 1969, a couple Darlene Farron and Michael McGill parked in Blue Rock Springs Park in Bayhu, California, four miles from Lake Herman. Not long after they got there, a car drove into the park and parked next to them, but it almost immediately drove away. Ten minutes later, it returned. The driver of a car got out with a flashlight and a 9mm Luger pistol. He beamed the flashlight in the pair's eyes before shooting them five times. He then walked away, but after hearing them go moan, he returned and shot the couple two times each, but then he left again. Miraculously, Magoo survived, even though he had been <laughs> shot numerous times in the head, neck, and chest. Fran sadly died in the hospital. Majot des- described the attacker as a 26 to 30 year old man with short, light brown curly hair, standing about 5'8 and weighing about 200 pounds. At 12.40 a.m. the next day, a man called the Vallejo Police Department and took credit for the attack, as well as the murders of Faraday and Jensen. The call was traced, and it was discovered that the caller called from a phone booth at a gas station only a few blocks from the police station. 
A month later, on August 1st, 1969, mysterious letters were sent to the three California newspapers, the San Francisco Examiner, the San Francisco Chronicle, and the Vallejo Times-Herald. The letters all had no return address and identical handwriting and read, Dear Editor, I am the killer of the two teenagers last Christmas on Lake Herman, referencing the murder of Faraday and Jensen. The sender went on to threaten to kill more if the letters went printed on the front pages of each newspaper. He also included one part of a three-part encoded messages that he claimed contained his identity. The letter was marked with his infamous cross circle symbol. The cipher was solved by high school teacher Donald Harden and his wife, Betty Harden. The cipher read, I like killing people because it's so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all. Later, on September 27, 1969, college students Brian Hartsmill and Cecilia Shepard were enjoying time on a beach beside Lake Berryessa in Napa County? Napa County, California. All of a sudden, a man stepped out of the woods into view. He was wearing an executioner-like hood and a bib on his chest that had the Zodiac Killer's cross circle symbol on it. The man carried a gun and claimed to be a prison escapee. He ordered Shepard to tie up Hardnell before tying her up herself. He then stabbed them both repeatedly before walking off. At 1.40pm, the Napa County Sheriff's Office received a call from a payphone, which reported that they wished to report a murder. No, a double murder. The call was traced to Napa Car Wash, only a few blocks from the office. A man and a son found the two victims screaming and rushed them to the hospital. Hardnell survived, but tragically, Shepard did not. She went into a coma and never regained consciousness. Two weeks later, the Zodiac struck again. This time, it was right in the open. The Zodiac murdered cab driver Paul Stein in Stein's cab with a 9mm handgun. He also stole Stein's car keys, wallet, and oddly a piece of his shirt. The murder was originally thought to be from a petty criminal, but the Zodiac provided extensive details of the murder in one of his letters. Extremely unsettling is that the is that officers Don Fout and Eric Zelms observed a 35 to 45 year old white man, five foot ten inches tall with a crew cut, walking in an alleyway mere blocks from the murder. This was an older, near exact description of the man who murdered Stein from an eyewitness account. However, the police were told to look for an African American man rather than a white man, so the pair officers didn't investigate. The Zodiac Killer continued to send threatening and taunting letters with encoded messages to newspapers. In one, he said he was going to shoot out the tire of a school bus and quote-unquote pick off the kitties as they come bouncing out. In 2021, a group of amateur codebreakers solved the Zodiac Cypher. It read, quote, I hope you are having lots of fun and trying to catch me that wasn't me on the TV show which brings up a point about me i am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner because now i have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise so they are afraid of death i am not afraid because i know that my new life is life will be an easy one in paradise death <laughs> end quote that was in 1974 the letters stopped but the case remains let's get into the suspects Who died in 1992 was one of was for a long time the largest and uh, most prolific su suspect in the case. He um, 
he had previously admitted to being a to being the killer uh, to his close friends, and he also had a he also had a he also had a typewriter that was very that was very similar to what had typed the uh, the news the newspaper letters. And he also had a search warrant, search warrant issued because of the case, but um, none of the ev- evidence conclusively points to Alan being the killer, so he was never charged. Okay, so the next suspect is Richard Marshall. He had a very, very, very similar typewriter and a thing called a teletype, which is similar to what the Zodiac Killer used. He also used felt pens and used oddly sized paper, which is also what the, pa- what the killer used for his letters. We also have Gary Post, who is one of the most recent suspects in this case. He had similar forehead scars to the killer and led a band of assassins back in, I don't actually know when, but he died in 2018. He was actually most recently um, identified due to his physical, uh, due to his similar yeah, due to physical the, due, features, due, due to the scars in and his eyes and stuff. And then our last suspect that we have is Richard Gajkowski. This is like the least incriminating evidence. His nickname was Gajk, which could be spelled G-A-I-K or G-I-K-E or G-Y-K-E which those phrases have appeared in letters sent by the killer. He died in 2004, and I don't think Gajkowski's the one that did it. Uh, that's pretty much it for the case. Um, what do you guys think about it? Let's talk about the suspects. What do yeah. you guys think surrounding these four guys? Finn, um, we'll start with you. Yeah. No, you can go. Yeah. Okay, no, Carter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, I feel like, I feel like Post is most likely the killer, but I think Alan is probably, come, is, could also be, uh, I, yeah, so I think Poss is likely the killer, but Alan, you know, I, I think Alan might be. Yeah, he has Just, the most incriminating evidence. Yeah, Alan, like, Post obviously was recently identified with, like, forensic science and all that, but it, he hasn't been, like, he hasn't, it, had, it hasn't been conclusive yet, and it, it's really just mere speculation, and he never... I don't think he ever talked about it, uh, talked about, or admitted to it at all. While Alan had admitted it to, uh, admitted to being, um, the Zodiac to his, to his, uh, close friend in, like, like, I think, I, I think, uh, I read something about, he said it before the Zodiac, before the Zodiac killer started calling him Zodiac in his letters. right. So I have a question. Did they ever like get back to the guy that they saw in that like alleyway right after? Not that I know of. No, they just they they never did. Isn't that so insane though? The fact that like because he could have been the killer. Yeah, he could have been the killer, and then it could have been died, and then we would have never been making this. Well, why why would they say it has to be like an African American person? I don't know. I forgot to add that Richard Marshall also had like a lengthy criminal history of like stealing stuff and like domestic violence. I think it's and. Things like that. Um, I personally think it's either Marshall or Post because Marshall had a criminal history and was oh yeah he was also like in a similar age to what the killer was back when the killer was was in his heyday, which is the sixties and seventies. 
He also had similar typewriters and teletypes, which could be coincidental, but the pens in the paper are what have me, and I think it's Marshall. Or it's Post, because he had the forehead scars, and he led a band of assassins, which is ridiculous. Finn, what do you think? Um, well, I was actually just going to ask you guys a question. Okay, go ahead. What's your overall, like, thoughts on this whole, the whole, um, case? I think had the technology been better back then, we probably would have had a man, but we don't. I think that, first of all, the Zodiac Killer is an absolute psychopath. That's an understatement. uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't think we touched on this too much, but he, he said in some of his letters that he was collecting slaves for the afterlife when he was murdering people. It was, it's That just sounds... Awful. That, that sounds awful. Dis- that that makes me want to throw up. Yeah. Um, Finn, what are your thoughts on this case? Like, who do you um, think did it? Well, first of all, I think it's really just creepy. If if you've seen the pictures of how he dressed when he killed these people, that's like it's really that's yeah. Really if, like if we can do like different pictures for the episode, we're gonna put a picture of him on there so that you guys like, get the idea. Or, like, a picture of him with how he looked. And like, the symbol. Oh, that's just Ew. so creepy. Oh! Yeah. And how it's, it's crazy. It's you know, he could... He's most likely dead back. Yeah, he's probably dead because they said he was, like, 35 to 45 back in, like... They said 1969. If we do the math, he was born in, like, the 1920s. So, I mean, he's either super old and... Yeah, he would have been, like, 91 or 92. He's probably long dead yeah but i also wonder like if they caught him like that'd be such a big like deal and like and also if they if if they found out who who it was and the guy's already dead like i wonder if they would punish if they would maybe like punish his family in any way just who would they punish i mean it's not his family's yeah, fault. It's, That's it's, they, yeah, they, they can't punish his family for that. That concludes the third episode of our podcast. Thanks to our sponsor, The Other Apple, for sponsoring this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to like, follow, and come back for our next one. Um, next time, we're going to talk about an infamous drug dealer from Detroit who became an FBI informant at the age of 16. Until then, this is What Happened, signing out. Thank you.